Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are abducted from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Alright, so like, my parents were mad religious, right? Uh, Maybe not by like some standards, but like by my standards. Like even as a kid, it was a bit much. Uh, Like, we had the crucifix in the kitchen. We went to church every Sunday. My sister and I had to go to, like, a Sunday school after the service and watch VeggieTales and get called cute and handsome and helpful. Like, you know how it is. I hated it. I know I don't really talk about my parents or my sister a lot, and I'm not trying to paint them in, uh, in a bad light or anything, but they took the whole, like, Jesus thing pretty seriously, and I think that was a pretty big schism point for us. Like, you know me. You know I'm all about that science and explanation shit, but coming from the Midwest, you don't get a lot of that. It's all like, E-I-E-I, oh my God, praise Jesus, amen. And again, I got nothing against folks that participate, but it all felt like super confused to me. And uh, let me tell you, I was not the only one that felt this way. Like, let me tell you about the the last time I, I ever went to church. It started out like a normal service. The priest was reading his book report. Like, he also replied yes to dreaming about electric sheep, uh, if you catch my drift. And uh, everything was quiet. Then this, like, this English dude, stands up from the crowd starts walking out and everyone all around me just starts swinging like i had my earbuds in so i don't know who said what but things got real violent real fast people were just like fist fighting at first but then like people pulled out knives and people had guns and i'm pretty sure someone broke off a piece of the organ and started like beating up a lady with it and uh one dude was swinging a sensor like nunchucks like it was crazy someone i think even had like a grenade at one point I was losing my mind. This shit was crazy. Like, I just hid under one of the pews and watched and waited it out. And uh, I'm pretty sure the solo from Freebird was playing through it all, too. Like, I don't even know where it was coming from, but it's that part where the guitarist is just, like, going hard as fuck. Like, before I knew it, no joke, everyone around me was dead. Obviously, being me, kind of traumatized, but just, like, had to get out of there, keep my mind straight, not be involved. So I crawled out, and I was stepping over bodies, and I headed for the door, and right before I got out, I got shot right through the, uh, I got shot through my eye. Hang on. Oh, damn, bro, that's my bad. That was a church scene from that Kingsman movie. There I go, confusing memories and movies again. (laughs) Uh, 
It is finally here. Xander's now canon alien abduction one-shot. It is exclusive to our patrons for hitting 100 members of the cast and crew. It is available to all tiers for celebrating 100 members of the Patreon, and it was such a blast. Thank you all for supporting the show. Our Patreon is the best way for us to keep bringing you the most high-quality, consistent D&D content that we can, and we appreciate every single one of you. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew. You'll receive so many exclusive goodies like hours upon hours of bonus content, an invite to our community discord where we host live listening parties and community run games, as well as entry into our merch giveaway that we do for every single cast party episode. Speaking of, this episode's merch giveaway winner is... Sar! If you want some cast party merch for yourself, head on over to cast-party.myshopify.com. Shirts, hoodies, stickers, crewnecks, and so much more. Next up, 150 members of the cast and crew, and you'll be getting Sweat with Jet, an 80s-style jet-themed workout video series that will get your heart pumping. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my flirty cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo at heart musician who hates meeting the parents. (laughs) His first ever girlfriend invited him over to meet her parents at a barbecue they were hosting one summer. He awkwardly missed the handshake with her dad, accidentally spit on her mom while talking out of nervousness, and told her dad that the ketchup on the burgers was too spicy before Ah! politely being asked to leave. (laughs) Wow. When he missed the handshake, did he get like a full handful of dad no how could you miss that bad first off it was those it's just an awkward one where he was like kind of holding his fingers ah uh, yes okay <laughs> anna brisbane blueberry sky elven druid actress trying to save the world through art who has never painted her nails any color but clear or translucent pink just like she's never dyed her hair anything but shades of blonde Anything else just feels unnatural. Oh, wow. Strange. I have forgotten that Blueberry's actually blonde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Nigel Deacon. Kay Pasa, Xander Gucci Supreme, who took an ancestry test back in 2017 that showed that he was somehow a direct descendant of Vlad the Impaler, <laughs> as in like only one generation <laughs> off from the inspiration for Dracula himself. The Ancestry people couldn't figure out where they went wrong and redid the test several times, and they were just like, absolutely didn't want to tell Xander because how could they mess up so bad? But when they determined that they had done everything correctly and they couldn't redo the tests anymore, they told him. Xander was not surprised. Good lord. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about a family tree. Right? It's weird because it was like parent, parent, Vlad, straight down. (laughs) (laughs) What? You know, this explains a lot. And Vince Perino. Jet the Boulder Chambers, big burly heartthrob whose love resides with his mom and puppy Princess Pebbles. Speaking of puppies, Pebbles was not, in fact, Jet's first pet. Ooh. Months before... He was at one of those, uh, what, what, what are they, where you can like do the goldfish thing and- Like a state fair. A fair? Carnival? Yeah, yeah. 
and he did the the thing and got the thing. The thing being a fish. Goldfish? Beta fish? It was a little beta fish. It was white with one little dot on the side of it. So he called it Speck. Oh, oh cute. Oh. <laughs> and he had Speck for a couple months until sadly Speck couldn't poop for a day and he he passed away. Poor Speck. Just like Elvis. Just like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's talk about what happened last time. You start off speaking with Commander Redstream in the middle of the ravine that heads towards the Evergem. He told you Pojin had been murdered, and they were investigating. After searching you all, he communicated in Sebastian's head, asking why you were really there. Sebastian told him you were looking for a friend, that friend being Pojin. He told you all to hide your magic, as there is a large magistrate presence around the Evergem, and the destined have a good relationship with them. He took you all to the foxhole, as he went to get your tent set up for the night. At the foxhole, you met some orcs, Jet Arm wrestled Varg, and you guys took a moment to relax and drink, while Xander met a half-elven woman from the Magistrate. After chatting her up on her way out, she dropped a note to Xander with her address that said knock three times. Enjoying some wine and answering some questions from Chandra, you found out that she was a Mage Slayer, here to kill any mages hiding by the Evergem. During the conversation, she slowly moved Xander from the kitchen to a study and finally tried to get him into her bedroom. Xander politely refused her advances as Chandra asked if he would still hang out for a bit. She started talking to him about her weaponry and telling him she had a boomerang dagger that will come back when you throw it. She entered her bedroom to retrieve it as Xander noticed she purposely stepped over the area of the inside of her doorway. Xander snuck by as well before a man came out from invisibility and shoved Xander into the trap hoisting him up into the air by a magical rope. With help from a bobcat, the rest of you jumped through the window and assisted in taking control of Chandra and her brother. Pinata Xander did some slicing but was unable to get down from the rope snare. Blueberry stole Curtis's... Maul? Mace? Can't remember. Mace. Maul. Mace! It was a maul. <laughs> because we made the maul ninja joke. But I... I typed mace! <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> We'll flip a coin after this. <laughs> Chandra was able to get free from Jet's grapple thanks to Curtis's help and stabbed Xander. With just the one stab, she was able to bring Xander unconscious. Though with a timely natural 20 on Xander's first death save, Chandra ran out of the room after Curtis perished. Sebastian and Jet were not far behind with a dimension door to the front of her exit path. Blueberry turned into a giant snake and surrounded Chandra on three sides with the bobcat, Sebastian, and Jet. In a last-ditch effort, Chandra used a fog cloud to run away from the three of you, though she had to run just by the Xander Pinata, who, with his final opportunity attack, was able to take down Chandra with one last finger blast. After being released from the rope, Xander stood up and could see Chandra turning into a blue-skinned bald woman with tattoos on the back of her skull. Now, standing in this study, Chandra had a book in her hands that now rests on the ground, a puddle of blood slowly making its way towards the book. Nomura flies in and sits upon a table in the study and begins clawing at a small throwing dagger. And so the scene is set. The question is, what will you do next? I want to make sure that Mace has been Mace Maul 
has been retrieved and is not sitting outside in the snow. Oh, good call. You go and you pick up a large mall. <laughs> Bringing it back inside. I'll bring it over to where the bodies are. So are we going to use these cages or just leave them here? They don't look like who they were. I think we should change her clothes and put her in the cage. Doesn't look like Chandra, so like... The clothes are all bloody. What do we do with them? We got like plenty of extra clothes, right? Like we can throw someone's clothes on there, right? I suppose if the town doesn't know what she looks like is this blue chick we could probably get away with it right we can't just leave her here well we, we could leave her here but if, if in the cage okay all right hold up <sighs> let's gather our bearings first let's see she was grabbing that book the more is grabbing that knife Ooh, a knife uh so let's see what's going on here get things like a little bit cleaned up i guess and just like work on it with our head straight right mm-hmm. okay okay I'll start going around the body. I'll use prestidigitation to kind of clean uh, as many surfaces as I can start seeing. I guess I don't need to clean her clothes because we're just going to change them. But any, like, blood on the desk, blood that happens to be on the chair or the floor or anything like Wait, that. Wait, yes, clean the clothes so that then we could just put them back in her closet. Ooh, good call. Okay, yeah, I'll kind of just do a once over the room then and then I'll go get uh, her brother. Sebastian, this is your like main thing you're doing right now. So give me perception because that's going to determine how well you can find all of these blood splotches. 15. You're going around. You're starting in the area where Chandra is. You can see like some of her blood is moving towards this book. You're able to move the book out of the way. You're able to start slowly cleaning that up. Let's make sure we take all these books and diary type things. Yeah, while I'm on the floor, like, trying to get rid of all the blood, I'll, I'll hand Blueberry the book from off the floor. While they're doing that, I'll go over to Curtis and, I guess, Namora and uh, see see what's going on over there. Xander, dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. 18. You see your bejeweled dagger starts falling out with it. At 18, you feel like you'd be able to catch it before it hits the ground. Okay. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Colin, as as he was going there, I wanted to come up and watch him. Ooh, that was a 22. Xander, you know this dagger was pretty well secured. It feels like something... This wasn't you who dropped this dagger. You could grab the dagger if you wanted to out of the air. I won't. You move your foot out of the way just to make sure it doesn't hit you, and you can see the blade of this dagger lands in the pool of blood around Curtis and the blood slowly starts soaking into the dagger. <gasps> Whoa. Um. I would like to come into the room where Xander is. I'm gonna keep it real with you, Chief. That dagger do be sucking. <laughs> Xander, what's going on, man? I Alright, so that one, not me. It fell. First of all, which sounds like an excuse, but like... Yeah, I don't know. I walk in and here you are with your dagger soaking up more blood right now. You trying to collect more? Like, is this thing talking to you or something? What's going on? We're cleaning up. Is that a problem? A little bit, the way he's doing it. Hey, if it's less for me to clean, I'll take it. Hey, I I didn't do it. The dagger fell off my hip and it fell as it is. Truly, the only thing that I did was make sure it didn't stab my foot and then you were here, so... I don't know what's what's happening with it. Like Sebastian said, 
at the moment, we got other things we need to worry about. I know, I know that right now, but I feel like we gotta have a talk later, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Alright, well, while I'm cleaning up Curtis, can I, like, just, like, look around the room? Not, like, search the room necessarily, but, like, look around while I'm, like, getting him bundled up. I do want to grab these, like, syringes and the red stuff that was with them. If I feel like I can safely stow those? Yes. None of the syringes are filled right now. Does it feel like it would be an action to fill it and then an action to uh, apply to something? Or... It do feel like that. About six seconds each. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So while Xander is picking up and doing his, his shebang, can I see the dagger on his waist? I haven't picked it up yet. It's still... I guess, sucking up the blood. I'd like to pick up the dagger. Do you allow this, Sander? I guess I have my arms full of Curtis, so... Ew. There's not a... (laughs) 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 So I'm going to watch him carefully to make sure, like, nothing happens to him, but as far as I know, yeah, I'll I'll let him. Jet, you pick up the dagger. You can see that, yeah, its blade was sitting in blood, but as you pick it up, it is not dripping blood or anything. I'm going to put it in my bag. Hey, don't take that. That's my best knife. I'm not taking it. I'm just holding on to it right now. I I mean, I can hold on to it, bro. I got a sheath for it. I mean, I'm going to be a little honest right now. All right. Things been a little weird ever since you got this. I want to hold on to it for a minute. I mean, I'd rather you didn't. I'm, I'm going to be honest because like that's my best dagger I got right now. I, I hear you. But you have how many more? 30, 40, 50? Hey, if you're taking my best weapon, then you should probably hand over your hammer, right? Fair is fair. If that's what it's going to take right now, then here. That's it. I'm giving you my hammer and I'm, I'm walking out. I'm putting it in my bag. Let's hope I don't accidentally leave it here because it's too heavy for me to carry with Curtis. In the other room, Sebastian, you finished cleaning up Chandra as much as you can of the desk. Can I check the her wardrobe or closet for like some like ninja clothes? Like, is there anything maybe like more Curtis clothes that are like dark and like not of what her normal style looked like? You don't see a closet anywhere. The hell? Where does she keep her stuff? <gasps> I'm gonna start looking for bags. Wait, if if her if her skin changed, can she change her clothes then? Like, does she even need a closet if she could just change her clothes? Then her clothes would have changed also when she died, right? They did. Oh. Whoa. So we don't have to change it. Is Blue in the same room as Sebastian? Yeah, we're in the desk room. I'm in, yeah, the room with the desk with daggers and stuff and the books. I'm going to try to sneak over to Blueberry while Sebastian is kind of busy cleaning up. Blue, I, I, I got to ask a favor. Huh? Here, I'm going to hold out the dagger with trying to hide it from Sebastian. I need you to hold this for me for a little while. Do you have a bag or sheath or anything you could put this in? I, I got a bag, sure. Just... Don't don't let anybody know that you have this, okay? Is this Sanders? It is. Did you steal it? I didn't. I traded my hammer for it. Okay. I have some reasoning behind it. I'll hand it to her. Put it in the bag. We're going to have a talk later tonight. Just for now, if it'd be okay if you could just not let anybody know that you have that. Xander thinks I have it right now. Okay. Oh, what kind of work do we have to do, guys? Uh, can you grab her other leg? I can't pull her by myself. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Here, let me get that. You grab the arm. And I'll start dragging her to the, the room with the cages. 
Wait, is this the plan? I, I don't know if the cages actually add to this in any way, but <laughs> I guess why not? Better than just a dead girl in a random house. At least maybe it would confuse the crime scene people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can, they will think like she just keeping these people in cages and then she just peace somehow for some reason. And then she killed them by, you know, blood force trauma and, and other yeah. means and then caged them for some reason. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's better than just on the floor, Blueberry. <laughs> Is it? I don't know, but why not? Go ahead. You guys start dragging. These cages are like seven foot cubes. Oh, so you could stand up in it. They're more like jail cells, but not quite as large. Easily able to pop it open. There are normal locks here. They have keys in this room. So you're putting Chandra in one and Curtis in the other? Yep, I think so. Should we lock it and then take the keys with us and like ditch the keys somewhere so it's like she left and took the keys with her? Yeah, we should hide the keys. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, 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 fuck it, bucket. Yes. That's perfect. Oh, true. Oh. Wait, can we put the bodies in the fuck it bucket? No. Unless you're trying to chop up these bodies, Jet. I'm not letting you do that. That's fucked up. Jeez, yeah, you coming at me for thinking that I'm brutal and you're coming at us with like, let's just chop these bodies up and put them hey. elsewhere onto the planet. Hey. Like, damn. Did I even say that damn. once? Damn. Jet is brutal. He's a Did monster. Did I even say that once? You guys are putting words in my mouth right now. And you like the taste. Ooh. What? Okay. Damn. You get inspiration for that. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sander? Yeah. We need the bucket. Uh, I'll come in with the bucket. I want to free throw the keys into the fuck it bucket. Xander, are you going to do the thing where you try to move the bucket into the direction of the trajectory? Or are you just holding it still? Only if it's going to hit me in the face. No, you know what? I would move it. I would move it into the into the way. Yeah, Sebastian, you <laughs> could roll with advantage because Xander's helping you. Nice. Athrobatics? Athrobatics? That's just how I'm going to ask if you want acrobatics or athletics. Athrobatics? Acrobatics, yeah. Dirty 20. First one goes in, no problem. Xander doesn't have to move it at all. Swish right in. Goal! Second one, you throw a little bit faster. Xander just kind of moves the bucket really quick. Touchdown! Hell yeah. That was satisfying. That's my boy. Where do you think it went? I hope we already In searched their pockets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, Nomura is carrying the um, Warhammer, so I don't have to. <laughs> it's his weapon now. Wow, Jet, you gotta be careful then. <laughs> yeah, don't piss off Nomura. <laughs> <laughs> Nomura is more like having to fly with it, almost like dragging the head of it on the ground. He'll use it as a perch. Oh, there you go. So you guys are able to put them into the cages, get rid of the keys. Blueberry, you said you wanted to grab some books. The one that Sebastian handed you, the one that Chandra had. The other books on the desk don't look super enticing. Some of them are basic magistrate training books. Another book you find is a religious book for the god Kosnir, who you know the destined follow. Okay, I'm leaving those. Just take our special book. Someone else do, like, a once-over this place, like, look under the desk for any, like, secret buttons, like, anything, like, hidden stuff under the beds. I'll take the kitchen. Was there a boomerang danger? Dang, got dang, <laughs> danger. <laughs> Is there a boomerang dagger anywhere? 
did she just lie to me? Give me a luck roll. 17 or higher. There's a boomerang dagger. You have inspiration. Do I want to use it immediately? <laughs> no, it's fine. I already kind of have a boomerang dagger. Oh, sorry. You wanted to do this earlier, and I apologize because we got distracted. While you were cleaning up Curtis, you did want to do a perception check. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you do either perception or investigation based on kind of what you're looking for? I would like to do investigation in the kitchen after Blueberry said to just do a once over the house now that we're like kind of ready to leave. I only got a 10. 12. Xander, in this room, you find they have weapons here. They're very basic weapons. None of these are magic weapons. You're free to take whatever you want. Sebastian, roll me a d10. Blueberry, roll me a d20. Oh, three. Seven. There's only 21 gold pieces here. Mm. Okay. I walk around and hand everyone five and I take six. I found this. Um, I'm keeping the extra. So weird. We usually find gold and divisible by four. I know, four increments, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird that 21 popped up. Isn't that like lucky or something? Can I, can I have that last one? I have 804 gold and it could be 805. I'll give you a dagger. Why do you need 805? Do you just not like even numbers? I don't like even numbers. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, like divisible of five. Actually... Yeah, because I have 842, which means my, I also have an even number. So if I give you one, then we'll both have odd numbers. <laughs> Beautiful. You guys are so weird. What's wrong with even numbers? Even numbers are garbage. Even numbers are way better. Yeah, but divisible by five is top tier. True. Even numbers are so much more pleasing to the eye. No. Oh, Ew. Oh, we will fight all day. Sebastian, there's also some like wine and stuff. You can see the wine carafe from earlier. Do you guys want any wine? No. Yeah, that shit bussin'. Should I take this? Yeah. Okay. I'll grab any any bottles that I can find that actually have a cap. I don't want to be walking around with, like, open bottles. I want to run my hands along the desk and the fireplace and stuff and look for any secret compartments, button switches. Give me investigation. Fifteen. I'm going to knock three times on everything also because she <laughs> she mentioned that. So maybe that's one of her secrets. It doesn't seem like there's anything too interesting about the desk itself until you get really low. And it looks like on the ground, there's these large scratch marks like a huge paw would have created these scratch marks. But there's these scratch marks because of that 15 investigation you didn't just find these you can see that it almost looks like this was an accident this doesn't look super aggressive but it looks like something would have to be very large to have made this anybody have any idea what these scratch marks could be from where are they at on the floor jet can you move the desk out from the wall yeah yeah help help me grab the other end real quick <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look like anything's weird behind it. Uh, oh, the hound. Do you think that the hound was in here? I guess. But why would it just be in here? I'll come back in from the kitchen. Maybe it just got, like, alerted and, like, stood up real quick and, like, scraped. I don't know. Y'all had dogs, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, like a real dog? 
Like a big one? Oh. Yeah, different sizes. Yeah, so like, you know, if they get excited, they like get up really quick and like they aren't always like conscious of their paws. So like if they were like meeting with the hound, I mean, she said that she was like disappointed that she didn't get to kill Pojin herself. So like that could have meant that the dude hunting us with the hound was in here and they were just like chillaxing. You don't you don't think there's anybody still here, do you? Well, I mean, Xander's been through the whole place. Okay, well, we should probably get out before anyone shows up. Yeah, true. Has anybody seen any more of these scratches anywhere? No. I didn't see any in the kitchen. I don't remember seeing any when we dragged the dudes to the cages. And if Xander didn't see any in the bedroom, I think that's probably the only one. I didn't see anything. That's weird, man. Yeah, that's a little concerning. I don't want that thing to get closer to us. I mean... It's, pro- it's probably still hunting Adderwolf, right? Adderwolf and the Queen? You'd think so, but if they went to a different plane, like, I feel like we're next. If they lost the trail of that. Yeah, we need to do what we can to, like, cover our scent here. Can you make this place smell like, I don't know, like coffee or something? Sure. What kind? I don't know, something strong and very different from us. I will do a... Caramel nut coffee. So I'm gonna press to digitate and just kind of go around and just almost like wave my hand like incense. <laughs> I was gonna say like a, like a sage walkthrough yeah, or whatever. Like saging the whole house <laughs> and it's just puffs come out of my hand. And then someone invisible us, and then I will cast pass without a trace again. We can go back. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I think I can only do one of you guys. Hmm. Can you, like, can you make yourself into, like, a mouse and we'll carry you? Yeah. Okay. Because if Sander can carry you back in, like, a bag or something, then I can make me and Jet invisible and we can sneak on back, no problem. And then we could just rendezvous back home. Yeah, true. True. Sure. Oh, wait. Is Xander going to be stealthing it or acting natural? No one knows. No one knows that anything bad happened here. So, like, I could leave now and then if anyone's, like, what happened here? These people have been dead for like a couple hours. I'd be like, I left a couple more hours longer than that. So I got an alibi. My friends are here. They know. Do you you don't have any idea if people saw you coming in? Truly do not. But it's dark out. Like maybe it's safer to try to sneak out. So if no one saw you the first time, no one sees you this time. We could always, it's the exact opposite. We could make a fuss out of it. If Xander goes and reports this, that he came over for just a one-night smash, and then he came into dead bodies and an empty house... Oh, true. That kind of just wipes the floor with him. He's set, and we were never here. You got a letter from her to tell you to come here, correct? Yeah. That's your proof right there. There's your alibi right there. Yeah. True. Maybe we... Start running outside, making a scene. No. Well, no, you got you guys can't be here. Xander's got to do it. How about you start going out there, making a scene, and then we will come up and say, "Hey, what's going on?" No, no, we we're just, we're just not there. Yeah, you guys should just like go back to the tent. We're asleep. We can we can meet back up. We'll we'll invisible. Well, Blueberry's gonna have to be something tiny in Xander's pocket, so she'll be behind. But me and you can go back to the tent, and we'll just we'll we'll chill. We'll get our bearings and. Let them do the thing, I guess. All right. Does that sound good to everybody? Sounds like a plan. Yeah, I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace on, I guess, all of us except for Xander. And then I'll turn into a fly. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, I can fly now, I think. Yeah, then you can just fly back. 
so I'll turn into a fly. Should we have her hang out near Xander just in case something bad goes down? Yeah, he's got his phone. Yeah, I'll I'll be back quick. It's fine. Yeah, it's better if I'm not talking. I I kind of point towards the tents and act like a sleepy little fly. I'll smack Jet on the back and cast invisibility at third level so I can do both of us. All right, let's get going, buddy. Blueberry, are you around? Okay, just wanted to make sure I can't see you. Xander, you uh, chill here for a minute after they leave. They're able to sneak out the broken window. And you know, it was only like a two, three minute walk to the tents. So you wait two, three minutes. What would you like to do? All right. So after those like two, three minutes, I'll go to the door and get ready to run back to the tent because I'll go to them first and be like, you know, I let them know. Then we can all go move to the next spot and report it. That way, it's a whole crew rather than just me running into danger. You know what I'm saying? You swing the door wide open and just start sprinting, making it look like there's a problem. You're very much easily able to catch up to them at the tents. Sebastian and Jet are no longer invisible. Blueberry, you can decide whether you want to be a fly or not. No, yeah, no, I go into sleeping elf mode. Xander bursts in. All right. Guys, this is an act. Um, what are you doing? Let's go report the thing. You know, then I'm not getting caught out. Why didn't you just go report it? Oh, my God. If I went and reported, then I'd be stuck out there alone. And then this would be another one man show. And I'm not trying to do that. Come with me. Oh, my God. We need to get help. What happened? <laughs> oh, no. Exactly. Guys, so there was a big you thing. You didn't do anything in the plan. What? Yes, I did. This was all a part of the plan. Shut up! Let's go! We'll walk out of the tent, and we'll just start going, Help! Help! Xander, you're all healed, right? You're not hurt anymore? Oh, I am still so hurt. Oh! Right? Like, I mean, I have, like, less than half health. I cure wounds you from uh, the ring that I have. Oh! First ring use! Hey! Jet, how are you feeling? I'm alright. Alright. You don't gotta worry about me. 19 HP? Dope. Thank you so much. How you looking? I'm doing a lot better now. I'm going to do it again, just so you don't look like you've been in a fight. (laughs) Fair enough. 12. Almost perfect. I'll do it one more time. I do it at first level. Okay, eight. We are at perfect. Great. No one else looks like they've been, like, fighting. They're hurt. Nope. I say as I cast Cure Wounds on myself and (laughs) Jet at second level. (laughs) And me? Yeah, and you. Oh, God. This is in the tent. Yes. So I get 13. That was actually perfect. No, I get 13. (laughs) Oh. Oh, no. You get... Oh, you also get 13. Yeah. (laughs) You guys start coming out. You start making the commotion. Where are you going as you're making the commotion? Or are you just starting to yell from right here? Just running out. Yeah. The second we run out, we start yelling. Help! Hey, Hello. there's a thing. Help. People! Something happened. Help. We need an adult! <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, let's take five. It's time to enter a world of stories and adventure in High Rollers, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast set in the vibrant world of Althea 
the Dragon Empire. I'm one of five dumb friends who will be led through a journey of magic, mystery, and mayhem by Dungeon Master Mark Hughes. Be prepared for some epic encounters and unbelievable stories where things can always go wrong in fantastic ways. If you love the feeling of a fun home game, but with the quality of a studio show, then why not give High Rollers a try? Episodes go live in two parts, twice a week, in digestible one-hour chunks, so it's easy to keep up. So what are you waiting for? Join our campaign, become a High Roller, and we'll see you in Althea, the Dragon Empire. Alright, cast and crew, listen up. We know you like dice. We know you like supporting creators in the TTRPG community. And we know you've got that same little goblin in your brain that we all have that tells you that you need all of the shiny click-clack math rocks. And boy, have we found your new favorite sets of dice. Regal Rollers is bringing you 16, count them, 16 breathtaking sharp edge dice sets that words cannot do justice. Now, I know that's kind of contradictory for a podcast, but honestly, nothing I say will compare to how beautiful these dice truly are. Even our very own director, the most notorious dice gremlin to ever grace the Forgotten Realms, with over 100 unique sets of dice, has been drooling over these so hard, Massachusetts had to call for a flash flood warning. Now, I know you want to see these beautiful masterpieces for yourself, so check out regalrollers.com, and you need to tell us your favorite set. Are you like Nigel, who loves the crackling explosion of color and darkness in the Midnight Thunderstrike set? Or maybe you're more like Vince, who can't stop talking about the astronomer's dream of blues, purples, and greens that is the Velvet Nebula set. Personally, I'm all about those smoky purple emeralds of the nightshade set. Oh my god, I have goosebumps just thinking about them. Woo! Regal Rollers Kickstarter for this brand new dice series is live right now and is something I promise you do not want to miss. Our friends over at Regal Rollers have been running a super successful Etsy shop over the last two years, with over 2,500 sales and nothing but five stars across the board. So you can expect the highest quality and exquisite craftsmanship. So set those dice goblins free and tell us all about which shiny click-clack math rocks you've fallen in love with from their new Kickstarter series, regalrollers.com, or click the link in the show notes to grab your favorite pair. That's regalrollers.com, or just click the link in the show notes. Quiet on set. We're rolling in three, two, one, action. You guys come out, you start yelling. All these people from these tents start coming out. You see this large orcish man comes out, brandished a sword already. And you know that there's that large tent to the northwest. This is where Commander Redstream had headed to. And you can see he has already come out as well, brandished a sword, and he sends bubbles into the sky. And just behind him is a large hulking man donned in furs. He's got blonde hair cut very short, not quite a buzz cut, but no longer than an inch or two. He has these large pauldrons on his shoulders that have a white wolf head on each shoulder. And he has this great sword by his side. Redstream starts jogging quickly over to you. What is going on? Yo, okay, so I went for a uh, late night smash and uh, the when I got there, someone had broken the window and I, so I was like, oh shit, something happened. I went inside and there's people in cages. 
I don't, I, I don't know what happened. I've just, I started freaking out. So I went and grabbed the boys, came out here looking for help. Look, I got, I got, see the note. I got, I got asked, asked for a booty call, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he grabs the note immediately as you show it. He goes, Chandra? Yeah. She's the one that was in the, in the bar. Oh no. Let's go. Lead the way. He starts heading towards Chandra's house. He motions towards the large man behind him, who is moving rather quickly as well. He keeps on looking up in the sky. You can see Bubbles is circling as one of the other people from the Destined comes out and starts calming people down. It's this younger guy. He's got dyed blue hair. It's almost icy looking. He's got a very long face. All right, everybody, just we'll take care of everything. Just get back into your tents. Go to bed. Does he say to chill? Hey. <laughs> You guys head back to Chandra's house. Xander, as you were running out, did you leave the door wide open? Uh, I would have, I guess, left it open because I ran out quickly. You guys all start showing up. Man, this is a nice house. First time I'm seeing it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Redstream just immediately takes sword out. The man behind him as well brings the great sword out start walking through the house and Redstream is in your head, Xander, quietly talking to you. Where are the bodies? Did you search the house? They're in the cages to your right? Yes, I, I did like a quick search made sure no one else was here. So he opens the door he sees these two bodies and he looks quizzical. The other man takes a lap around the house first to the kitchen then the study then the bedroom comes back and reports there's nothing here do they notice the coffee smell (laughs) (laughs) someone's been brewing here (laughs) smells nice do you want us to come in or like wait out here you can wait outside okay you can hear them talking they're not really trying to hide what they're saying at this point, so you can hear back and forth, what even are these things? Who is this? Where is Chandra? Where is Curtis? What happened here? And all of a sudden, you stop hearing talking, and you start hearing whispering. But you can't quite make it out. Can I have Nomura go in invisibly? Give me stealth with advantage for Namora. 18. Namora is able to sneak in there, Xander. You start looking through Namora's eyes, and you can see the big guy has gotten really close to Redstream and is talking in his ear. If anything happened to Chandra, our position could be ruined here. We need to figure this out. If they find out that she is dead or gone... They will send more people here. They will try to figure it out. We're already in deep shit because of Pojin. This could ruin us. The big guy walks out, walks towards the front door. Thank you for showing us this. We will take it from here. Okay. All right. Let us know if we can help. I mean, he knows more than we would. We just got here. Yeah. Do you, do you want us to go get anybody else for you? There's a lot of people here. We can probably contact somebody for you. 
the big guy has already started moving into the house again as Redstream passes him in that hallway. We will take care of this. I will send for help. You guys just uh, go to bed for the night. We'll see you at the ceremony and we can talk about what we said we'd talk about. All right. Thank you. Sweet dreams. You, you, you too. As you guys are walking back, you actually hear Redstream behind you. He does round up some of the other people in the tent, and a bunch of people head over to Chandra's house. Go back to tent. Back to the tents. They did set up two tents for you that can fit two people each, though you could comfortably get four people in one of the tents. But as you guys are coming back, you see that orcish man who has come out of that octagonal tent shouts to you as you come over, making trouble already. Huh? What do you mean? We're we're just coming back to our tent. Yeah. You know how it goes, big shut, dog. Shut, 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 shut. Making trouble. I know. All right. Well, if you want to play some games, come find me tomorrow. Can do, big man. What kind of games? Pyramid. Pyramid? Bag's Pyramid. I'm Bag. All right. Okay. Yeah, I look forward to learning them rules. Uh, yo, just as a as a heads up, y'all, Pojin played Pyramid. So, I don't know if that helps anything, but we could like talk to this man. I mean, it's just some random stranger who asked if we wanted to play some games and cause some trouble. Like, either he's weird or he knows us somehow. Maybe. Can I, like, try to get some insight into this guy's vibe? Feel free to do an insight check if you'd like. Like, I don't know if it seems like he recognized us, has any uh, hint about who we might be. 19. Probably not recognition. It doesn't seem like his eyes lit up or anything. He feels like he's just kind of a friendly dude. He seemed like he was all about talking to you. You guys have heard that, like, people played Pyramid. And this is Bag, and apparently this is his game. So with the insight check, you see that his is the only tent here that is super different from everyone else's. Everyone else is pretty standard. His looks very different. It's octagonal. It's much bigger. He can stand up fully in his comfortably. It looks like it's made of animal hides. So he probably did the hunting himself and created it. Huh. Um... Okay, is it bedtime now? Yeah. I guess so. Let's head back to the tent. Oh, did did you want to talk, Jet? Let's let's do it when we get in the tent. I say as we enter the tent. D- do you want us to go in the other tent? Do I need to be here? <sighs> no, no. I th- I think we should. Uh, I think we should all. Uh, we should all get together. Uh, Sebastian, you still got those th- that wine by chance? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you pour some out for everyone? Uh, I don't have glasses, but we can do rounds. Uh, yeah, let's do some rounds. All right. I'll play COVID. What's COVID? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. You guys aren't ready for that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been working on that conspiracy for a while. So it's just- oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I'll pour some tea out from, from my teapot for blueberry as well. Is it just like into our hands? Like, what? Where are you, do you have cups? I think the teapot had a tea set, right? It was a whole tea set. Yeah, it was tea oh, set. Okay, so why don't we use those for the wine also? No, strictly tea. You cannot contaminate these cups with wine. This is strictly tea. Oh, okay. I haven't seen you wash them once. 
So that's like old that's ass tea in there. That's why only tea goes in it. Oh, it's like a cast iron pan. It just like enhances the flavor. Exactly. <laughs> Horrifying. I hate that. <laughs> Jet does that with all of his coffee cups as well. Oh, <laughs> that's even worse. God. All right, I'm going to I'm going to crisscross applesauce on the floor with my wine. What's going on? I have the same question for Xander. What's going on, man? We just had a whole event that you guys were a part of. What are you talking about? I know, but buddy, you've been you've been pretty rough lately. Every time we have any sort of violent interaction with people, you're taking it a little too far. What do you mean? You've been a little extra violent. I mean, you just you just killed a couple people. I don't think I've been any different from when this whole scenario started. Like, if anything, I've been the most consistent here. Yeah, but consistent with murder is uh <laughs> murder's a little too much, man. Like we're we're human beings. Like we we can't do this in our world. Why why do you think that we can do it here? We we shouldn't be doing it at all. I feel like ever since this dagger has come about, it's been a little more with you. And I'm just, I'm worried about you, man. I just, I care about you. I want to make sure that you're okay. I appreciate it. You are heard. Your concerns are valid. But again, I don't think that my attitude towards anything has changed one bit since we've been here. This has been an act of survival. This is making sure that we are, the four of us, we're the ones that are staying safe. I'm not trying to justify the loss of life. But when they're coming at us to kill us, I'd rather not be the first one to get killed. I mean, what do, what do you guys think about this? Do you think that I'm, I'm justified in this? or? I think in most scenarios, even in self-defense, there is a way to non-fatally defend yourself. Right? I mean, technically, yeah. You're right. If we can just incapacitate then we're safe. Well, I mean, so far, with the things that have come out of all of us, like all of these new powers that we've got, those don't seem to have an incapacitate option. And I'm not trying to say that, like, us relying on our magic and using that, which is, like, the one thing that's, like, keeping us all safe, I'm not saying that we should stop using those. But if you're trying to just go for incapacitate, like, I don't know if we have that as a choice. If I'm just out here using the knife, sure, yeah. But who's to say that that's, that's enough? Jet just using his hammer? That might be enough to keep him safe against one thing, but who knows? Is it enough to protect Blue? Is it enough to protect Sebastian? Sebastian's got these crazy power rifts that he's popping off. Thanks. Can those just, no problem, bud, uh, like incapacitate? When you go into hyena mode, are you able to just turn off that that kill feature i'm just trying to let you all know that like regardless of where i land on this regardless of how you guys are feeling on this i'm trying to make sure that the four of us we make it home and we make it home alive because i'm not trying to bring home a body bag sebastian what are your thoughts (sighs) i mean i i get it this time he was jumped and basically like trapped for no reason Their intention was to kill him. The chick just came out and said that she was a mage slayer. And what are we now, I guess? Mages. 
I mean, when your life depends on it, it's either fight or flight, and you gotta pick one. I understand when it's... Your life is at stake, and... It happens accidentally. I have been there. But it just... I don't get the vibe that you're even trying to not kill people in these situations. I feel like that vibe has begun since that dagger has come to fruition. I mean, I disagree. I just, I don't think that anything is different. I've approached this the same way time and time again. The only thing that you're noticing now is that the dagger is doing something on its own. Am I the only one that's noticed this? What What do you, Blueberry and Sebastian, what do you two think? Have you noticed him any different at all or no? What sort of instances do you think the dagger makes different other than it's soaking up blood? Ever since he's had it, he's done nothing but kill with it. That's nothing new. He's tried in the past to incapacitate. I don't know if it changes his track record. We've only been in like two real fights against like a person. We, we, We haven't fought humans. We fought a hag and we fought those things that were in there that changed into different things before our eyes. Which we didn't know weren't humans. Yeah, but either way, like, that was a, if we don't kill them, they're going to kill us. And, I like, it could have been an incapacitate scenario, but I was also hung up by my feet for 90% of that fight. He did get knocked out really, really hard. Yeah, man. It's, it's like, it's any wonder that I even came out of that fight alive because she was ready to take every ounce of my life out of me. So and I, I understand that. I just want to make sure that this isn't something that, that we need to be worried about. And this isn't something that is in some way sort of controlling you or anything. Blueberry, can you, can you bring it out? I'll pull out the dagger. Is there anything about this that like it, it draws you to it at all? I'm, I mean, it's, it's a cool looking knife. So I'm kind of like, I want that. Have you noticed anything weird about it since you got it? I don't know. Like, like I said, man, I'm not trying to attack you or anything. It's This is all coming from the heart. This is all just me wanting to protect you and all of us. I haven't noticed anything more weird than the weird shit that's been happening to all of us this whole time. Insight check. Seven. That's the truth, man. There's stuff with my camera that I'm seeing that none of you are seeing. This stuff with the video, like, I I can tell you guys all about it, but you guys aren't experiencing it. It feels like I'm going through some sort of, like, personal psychosis, and the dagger was no different. It's just adding on to that same sort of thing. All right. Here, you can take it back. I was never going to keep it unless it was something that we had to worry about. But just know that if if you do get that feeling of you changing or or something starting to take you over that you can't control let us know immediately we can help he will strike you down but not to kill (laughs) not to kill all right i will let you know if anything happens and again i appreciate you all for caring and worrying about me the feelings are mutual so i care about you guys too and i don't want anything to happen This isn't my first rodeo in an event like this, so... Event like what? An intervention? Well, like, obviously that, but that's not what I'm referencing right now. Like, I've been through a handful of those, but from both sides. You know, you got got friends. You live in L.A. You're just, like, surrounded by people, like, that's got something that they got to deal with. Gambling, 
the ponies, you know. Do you mean being sucked into another world? Like, what do you mean you've been through this before? You talking about like your whole abduction thing or something? Like, I mean, you've talked about that before, but. Yeah, that shit was traumatic. Right now, it doesn't feel like the right time to tell you about it. I'll tell you about that in like a future, like almost kind of exclusive like episode, I would say. (laughs) Like (laughs) Patreon.com slash cast party. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's just like, it's a little late right now. I feel like we've all had a hell of a night and day. We probably just get some sleep. I'll tell you guys about that later. Okay. That works for me. All right, buddy. Do you want the night to yourself? Like, I don't need a, a tent alone. Oh, okay. Shall be comfortable. You trying to front spoon, back spoon? All right, Blueberry, I guess we're going in the other tent. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting weird. Xander, you grab your knife back from Jet, and you see that two of the three gems are now filled with blood. Interesting. Are you giving uh, Jet back his Warhammer? Oh, yeah. No more I will give that back. And with that, y'all take a long rest. In the morning, it is very frigid here. You guys are basically laying on the ground. Yes, you're near the Evergem, so it is warm, but it is not like summertime camping outside. It is pretty cold. Everyone except Jet. Xander, did you have a fire in here last night? I'm like sweating, man. I don't even know how to respond to that. Definitely no. It's freaking cold in here, bro. What are you talking? Are you have a fever? I don't know what you're talking about. You see me? I'm dripping sweat. Are you okay? It's like a sauna in here. I, I gotta go outside. I'm gonna go stretch real quick. Okay. I'm just gonna curl up in my cloaks. I'm going outside. As you curl up in your cloak, Jet leaves the tent, and you feel that there's something in your pocket, Xander. Ah, yes. That's a nat 20, baby. Oh, a big portion of pocket lasagna is there I for literally you. just deleted it from my inventory a moment ago, because I was like, oh, I'll never need this. <laughs> As a reminder to our listeners, this is a single superior healing potion. It heals 8d4 plus 8 HP. Jet, you head outside, you do a nice stretch. Whenever I decide to wake up, if I'm super chilly, I'm gonna... And I've got a really long peacoat just above my knees, kind of all huddled up, and it's got a little scarf around my neck. Jet, you go out. This seems like a weird question. I promise it's not. What are you wearing? Just boxers. Oh, I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm trying to cool down. You are. You go outside. You do a little stretch and jet. It's not just the shoulder. It is all the way down to your elbow. It is to your pectoral. It is down to your lower back. All of it feels hard. And as you look at it, it's all white. Oh, blueberry. Huh? I'm probably on the other side of my tent doing some yoga. I, I, uh, I don't feel too good. What? Am I having a stroke? I'll run over. What's up, what's up, what's up? Look at me. What, what's up, what's up? Look at me. You're naked. I, I mean, not fully. I got clothes on slightly. I'm, I'm going to go put pants on. Hold on. <sighs> I'll pants him. Oh, thanks, bud. <laughs> I think he meant the other way. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait, not that. <laughs> 
<laughs> pants is a verb to mean both adding pants yeah. and taking them away. <laughs> Yeah. Why do you think that is you putting pants on me? Yeah. Chet just runs in the tent and like turtles on his back and Xander just whoop. <laughs> so Xander, you're trying to pants Jet before he can get back into the tent. Or was this just no, a joke? I just, it was just a joke, but now I'm kind of like the idea of me like assisting with the the quick pants on <laughs> tactic. <laughs> you slip on those. I think you said you had jeans on underneath. Yeah, he's. Oh, no, he's. Wait. Jet goes commando. Oh, wait. That's right. So he thinks he's wearing boxers, but he's just naked. He's just free balling out there in the snow. <laughs> How did I forget that? <laughs> Are you okay? I'm I'm holding the pants open and looking away from just <laughs> go. <laughs> and I'll run back out. Sorry, sorry. I are you what's going on? Am I having a stroke? Look at my arm. Look at my chest. I don't think I can look at an arm and see a stroke. I don't know. It's stiff. It's white. It, oh, it's... it's discolored. That's not a stroke symptom that I know of. Um, what do I do? I don't know. I'm, I'm t- feel it. And it is rough. It is hard and almost cold to the touch. Whoa, it's like cold and and rough. But I'm so hot. You felt like there were a bunch of little knots in his shoulders before. It feels like that all over the place. Does it feel like skin scales or like rhino skin? Give me either nature or medicine. Medicine. 13. You can't equate it to any other type of animal. You can feel that the knots are pretty uniform. I don't know what this means, but the knots that were there before now feel very uniform. That's a weird thing for knots to be. Does it hurt? It's just stiff. Like, I, I'm i just really warm, and it feels like, like I can't move my arm and shoulder that well. Like, my chest is tight. Can you try, like, elbowing into the ground? Like, hitting it? Sure, I'm just going to jump in the air and try to people's elbow. Oh, God, you're going hardcore. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, I am. I'm worried. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Okay. I I don't know. You told me to hit the ground. That that didn't hurt or feel special or good? I don't know. I mean, my form would look great, but yeah, it hurt a little. (sighs) Okay, but no more than usual. Um, I don't know. This is bizarre. Why is it white? Am I going to die? I don't think so. Uh. If it doesn't hurt, that's usually a good sign. What do I do? I think we need to find someone who knows about, like, weird diseases or curses or... I don't know. Do you think there'd be somebody here? Hey, this just seems to get worse every day. Maybe. We, we can ask Pigeon Man if he has any suggestions. Where is he? Let's, let's gather the guys. I, I think we should go. Are we supposed to go to their little uh, religious thing this morning? Oh, damn, it's church time. Somebody say church. Should I get ready? Yeah, get on your Sunday best, bro. I'll come out of the tent. Jet, what the fuck? We're going to church, man. Do you see me? 
Yes, you're immaculate. Now get your clothes on. We gotta go to church. <laughs> I know that, but that's besides the point. Really look at me. I've seen enough of you today, Jet, already. Look, I'll point it out. Come, take a feel. Look at this. Can I can I poke him with like the non-special dagger? Just lightly, not hard, just to see like how the skin reacts. At this point, I'll let you do anything to me, as long as we figure out what the hell's going on. What happens when I poke him with a dagger? Lightly. I'm not trying to break skin. Maybe I am. A little. You rest the point of the dagger and give it a little push. It definitely resists more than normal skin. Interesting. I'm gonna just jut my shoulder forward a little bit to cut myself. Xander, roll your dagger damage. Oh, god. Six. Ooh. That dagger still goes right through your peck. He put it right up to your chest, you jut forward, and yeah, like, that still hurts. Oh, damn. I shouldn't have done that. Damn, bro. Does it look okay? I mean, it's bleeding now a little, but, like, otherwise, yeah. It doesn't look any different? I mean, I guess it's a good thing that blood is still getting to it, right? With you being that white, I was worried the circulation was all cut off. Oh, true. Yeah. I gotta find a doctor, guys. I mean, we're going to a church. Why would a doctor be at a church? <laughs> I don't know. I, they, they're holy Healy people. Maybe they can give me an exorcism. Yeah. Oh. Let's get. Let's start this day off right, rather than me stabbing you. All right. Let's, all right, all right. let's continue on. To church. Jet, you go and get dressed. You guys head over to the destined church. Outside of this church, you see that Redstream is here. He's greeting others as they're coming in. He notices you, and he gives you guys a little bit of a wave. Hi. We made it. Did you guys get everything figured out last night? Figured out is a bit of an overstatement, but we are doing our best. Thank you for coming. Of course. This should be a short ceremony today, so we can speak after. He starts walking up to two people. We're walking towards the church. Two magistrate members. You can see they have their handkerchiefs. Both of them have them on their bicep currently. And you can hear Redstream greeting them. Thank you so much for coming. If you ever have any questions, you're more than free to ask me or Sulik. And allows them inside the church. As he comes back to you. Alright. You won't need to do anything. Just sit and enjoy. You can see on his necklace, there is a large symbol. It's a large circular necklace, and on it is an X with the shape of a diamond in each of the four open areas of the X. This is the symbol of Cosnir. You can see it is also on the front of this church. Let me introduce you to Sulik. Okay. Okay. You opened into this church. It is mostly made of stone. It is set up traditional chapel style with these long benches heading up towards the front of an altar. It's not huge. There's not a ton of people here. There's not a ton of stuff here. Still looks like people are settling in. It doesn't look like anything's beginning just yet. But the man you saw last night with those large wolves on either side of his shoulder pads is standing at the front, currently reading from a book. Redstream brings you up. Sulik, this is the ones I spoke to you about. Thank you for last night. Do an awkward curtsy. Me too. I hope everything got sorted out, at least like to the best of your guys' ability. Let's not talk too loud. Sorry. We will speak about it after. Uh, I'll take a seat. Where are we sitting? 
Redstream pulls you over and just takes you to one of the front seats. Solik gets up onto this dais. Patrons taking their seats in these long benches. You can see that the two magistrate members who walked in do not take seats. They stand at the very back. There will be a short ceremony today after the loss of our dear friend and fellow destined Pogen. Thank you for starting your morning with us. We will begin by reciting the Will of Kosnir. Around you, everyone begins saying words aloud in relative unison. Oh god, this is so awkward. Where we go, what we do, makes us who we are. A drop in a river, a leaf in a forest, the ground to the sky. Wherever our importance lies, we strive to create meaning. We strive for life. Life. A frenzied alliance between then and now. Death. A necessary evil that takes our being. For life is nothing without death. But death is nothing without destiny. Why don't you guys give me perception checks? Yes! Oh, baby, baby! Natural 20! Let's go! Good, I got a 14. I got a nine. And I got an 11. Blueberry, you're feeling a little uncomfortable. Not exactly chanting, but unison talking. You can see that some of the destined here. One guy catches your eye in particular. You can see they're sitting down as they're reciting this. Big eye roll. Take note of who it is. There's another one that's just not even talking, and one of his companions that is next to him nudge him really quickly, and then he begins speaking. And the magistrate members you see are just standing there, kind of watching. They seem to be looking a lot at the people in the benches. Our friend Pogen has left Fendrea forever. His life had meaning, importance, more than we could ever have known. Kosnir made sure of that. His death was chosen. This was how it was supposed to happen. Some say Pogen died an unnatural death. I beg you reassess these thoughts. For through Kosnir, and with destiny, no deaths are unnatural. Thank you for your kindnesses and joining us this morning. Go about your day. Create meaning. And everyone starts standing up to leave. I'ma stay seated. Damn, that was a short service. I'ma speak into the into the stone and just say, "You just said murder is a natural cause." You know, I bet there are some insurance companies that feel the same way. Redstream gestures you all to stand up and walks forward to Sulik. He gestures you to a door off to the western side that goes behind the dais, and it looks like a small office that Solik brings you into. You guys enter, and Redstream closes the door. He does not join you. He has a small mug. He takes his amulet off. He puts it on the table. He grabs his mug, puts the mug onto the amulet, and you hear a click. As he turns it... And this blue orb shoots out. 
and you guys for a moment hear absolutely nothing and then you can hear again what the heck was that silence what what is what does that mean you want us to shut up oh oh like in the jail oh wait but we're inside of it not really What's this about jail? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, as he says that, I look at him and I cast Gift of Gab. Oh, my God. Oh, you did end up taking it? <laughs> the hell is that? Oh, my God. When you cast this spell, you skillfully reshape the memory of listeners in your immediate area so that each creature of your choice within five feet of you forgets everything you said within the last six seconds. Those creatures then remember that you actually said the words you speak as the verbal component of the spell. Okay, what do you say instead? Uh, oh man, silence, just like how we had back home, uh, after my shows. Wow, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Does that just happen? Or do you have to, does he save? Oh, that's good. It's a reaction. And it just, it just happens. Tell me there's not a better Sebastian spell, though. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's huge. That is huge. That's the first time I've been able to use it. Is it a spell or a cantrip? It's a spell. It's a second level spell. Second level. Wow. So, like, starts eyeing you all. You show up the day Pojin was murdered, asking about him. No one has asked about him in a very long time. No one should know he's here. You had something to do with his murder. No, 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 no. Okay. No, if we had something to do with this murder, why it's on far, earth are you from it? That's right. You can't do that. No, no, no. you, bitch. <laughs> if you want to hear us talk more about the show, you can visit us over on patreon.com slash cast party. That is the best way to get all of our amazing bonus content. You get episodes that have no ads. You get entered into our merch contest. We do a bunch of extra stuff over there, and it is amazing, and it is the best way to support us. Thank y'all so much for listening, and we love you. Goodbye. Surprise! Goodbye. 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 Whoa, Ryan. Please, can you just help me move this bench? St. E. Love had an accident at last week's ceremony, and we can't have it stained like this. Eric Five would never let that happen for Pogen's remembrance. Do you remember when Ebab Flow forgot to change out the candles for the rising of the war-torn night? The candles were too short, and Chesky Fire had to keep switching them out during the fire-breathing exercises. Ash was furious that he had to keep stopping his spinning just so she could get by and light those damn candles. Shonda Jesus thought it was hilarious, though, and kept blowing out the candles whenever he could, just to make sure Jesky would have to come back more often. New York gave him hell for that after the Rising. She said the magistrate would keep investigating if he kept messing about. That's what happened when Dubward put a seal bladder filled with gas underneath Solik's chair. The magistrate started looking into the destin just because of that prank. Luckily, Lord Asselberg was able to calm them down and make them believe it was just Jeff the Milkman playing about. Ever since, Jeff has had to pretend he's only 10. He's 38! Isuik is his younger brother, but has to pretend to be his dad. Absolutely hilarious if you see them together. Oh crap, this bench has a stain too. What are these people doing in here? Maybe we should ask Lady Lorax for help. She might have finished sewing those bench covers and we could just sweep it under the rug. Last thing we need to do is just reserve a spot for Lexi up front. 
She asked me to make sure to, she got a close spot so she can keep a good eye on Sulik. If you know what I mean. Well, I I actually don't. But she said she said that, and I I think it was supposed to be Trixie. But yeah, right there's a perfect spot for her. 